0: Do you want financial freedom from your everyday nine to five? Do you want to learn how to flip, rent, sell, and market homes in your area? Let the tricksters of the real estate market help you. They always have another trick up their sleeve when it comes to getting a Your host, Tim Melton and Travis Mercer. Hey, good afternoon. Here, Tim Melton and Travis Mercer from... Charlotte, North Carolina. Got a little cold weather this week, Travis. Uh, Panthers had a big win on Sunday. Yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. Uh, Let's cross our fingers that they uh, play a little better in the playoffs. But, yeah, it's been a uh, nice holiday season. Christmas just passed, and uh, we're here coming back to talk some more real estate with you. Uh, Number three, getting ready to be in the books here. And as we left off with uh, our last talk, we talked about – reaching out to you guys today to discuss some of these cards that many of you get in the mail. I happen to have one here in my hand that's a bright yellow card. It says urgent notice. We all
1: get we get all these urgent notices all the time. They're, they're real attention grabbers and stuff like that. And they're they're all a larger point of trying to, you know, what we wanted, wanted to get to today was the we buy houses cash. And these are all just different different forms that people go out on the on the we buy houses and how to kind of how to get distressed and off you know off market
0: properties. Um, Yeah, this, this flyer is a good example. Why don't you tell people about that? Yeah, this one is addressed to one of my companies and it says, I desperately need to sell a property near one that you own at 10028 Coley Drive. Please turn this card over to get the details. Then they're trying to tell me all the reasons they want to buy this property because they're selling the one that is right down the street. So, um, you know, we, on average, weekly get three or four of these types of postcards. And as we left off in our last talk with you guys, um, Travis was was getting into the fact that uh, the next time we spoke, we're going to tell you a little bit about the We Buy Houses and these postcards that you see and all of these signs that you see out on the highways. Uh, we buy your house cash. So uh, that's kind of what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. So, Travis, why don't you kind of update everybody on... Uh, on this we buy houses and all these signs they see on the side of the road
1: yeah for sure um, so before back when I was in, in in finance before I was really knew a whole lot about real estate I mean I, I didn't even know if the difference between a condo and a townhouse at the time but I was sitting there on my way to work one day and there was the sign sitting there as I got off the highway literally and it just says we buy houses and I'm, I'm sitting there looking at the sign I'm I'm wondering you know, if this guy wants houses so bad, why why does he just call a realtor? There's, there's, there's tons of houses out there for sale. I mean, they, they got them on Zillow. And I'm just sitting there wondering, what does this guy do with the houses? Well, what, what, well first of all, I started thinking, wow, it must be nice to have so much money. This guy's just out here, gals out here just, just buying houses just to buy houses. And I just didn't really kind of consider at the time the whole process of if you were to call that phone number, who, who are you calling? Um, are you actually calling a guy that's buying houses? Or are you calling, you know, a wholesaler? And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of tell people today a little bit more about typically what happens if and or when you pick up the phone and call one of those, um, what that person is likely to do with that house and where there's profit to be made and how it could be advantageous for both the seller uh, and the buyer. Um, there's deals that can be found there. Um, so I want to just discover it or discuss it uh, kind of from from both sides. So the initial take I would I would say on that have you ever have you ever called uh, called picked up and called one of those?
0: So yeah just just as a, a, a point of uh, interest and humor uh, I get these cards all the time and I pick the phone up and I call them of course um, most of them go directly to a recorder which by the way you guys if we're talking about real estate one of one of the main uh, pearls of wisdom that I would tell you if you're going to be actively engaged in real estate you need to answer the phone. When somebody calls you, if you've advertised a phone number at a property or put it on a a postcard or put it on a, a sign out at the street and someone calls you, it doesn't need to go to a recorder. Now, I know that there are tons of courses out there that give you these elaborate instructions on how to set up a voicemail system that... Will achieve results by probing and asking the proper questions. But I tell you one thing when people call, or when I call people and I don't get an actual human on the phone, that's pretty much my interaction done at that point. But uh, this is not an uncommon practice. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how all these We Buy Houses people, how, how that works, where they're getting their money. And if there's an opportunity that we could step in. So um, that's kind of my, my take on what I have seen uh, out in the market is that, you know, a lot of these people are buying these courses that uh, tout that you can get rich quick by wholesaling properties. And that's a whole different word that we'll need to talk about one day, wholesaling. Well, I mean, it's I th- we can cover that here for sure. I mean, so the idea of wholesaling
1: is, is basically it's getting control of a property um, and then moving it between the actual... Individual who who, has, who owns the property and then getting and connecting that over to an investor and usually there's a some degree of a markup there um, This is you know, th- that's it's an interesting way to go about the real estate market um, There's certainly fair practice wholesalers out there, but there's some people that uh, out there Unfortunately in my opinion they they, they, they they take some innocent people too far I think uh, But the model would go, you know simple enough where okay, you put a sign on the highway uh, someone calls in you go out you take a look at their house you know that you can sell the house to an investor for $100,000, you contract it from them at $90,000, you sell it to the investor at $100,000, and you can go and pick up $10,000. Now that, that $90,000 offer may be a fair offer, it may not be a fair offer depending on the condition of the house, um, depending on you know, what their access is to actual investors, um, and, and, and their transparency to the actual, um, to the actual seller saying, you know, this is actually what we're going to do with it. Here's the reality of what realty costs would be. Here's, the, you know, what you actually would need to do in all likelihood to repair the house in order to get it into an actual retail condition. So, there's, you know, wholesaling is certainly not a bad word, um, but there's good ones and bad ones. You just want to make sure they're being transparent. But a lot of time that's, you know, that's, that's kind of the full circle. Of what happens is people, you know, they call those numbers and it's a wholesaler that's looking to transfer that property through and they'll, um, you know They'll say, all right, well, what's your address? And they'll kind of give you a, some type of an offer over the phone. And if it's something close enough that you might be willing to accept, they'll come out and take a look at it. Uh, at that time, a lot of times they'll look to put a contract on it. Now, if you're looking to sell the house, that's when you want to find out. Is this a person that's actually buying the house? Or are they looking to wholesale the house uh, out to other investors? Um, for your investors that are out there listening, um, certainly it's, you can, you can kind of skip that loop by going in on any number of websites out there, I've actually I've even gotten some off of eBay to go out and get your phone number placed on there and place them out in strategic areas that neighborhoods that you want to target and you can you know, avoid the wholesalers altogether and go get those properties on your own. Um, I think that the flyers, those, I think that the, these flyers that uh, Tim was talking about earlier, those flyers get mailed out as, as uh, investors go through and they check through tax records. If they're finding tax records uh, where the address of the house does not match the billing address, uh, it's another place where you guys can go and look. But that should go ahead and trigger you that you're dealing with some other type of real estate investor. And there are certainly people that have rental portfolios. Is this particular property in your rental portfolio? It is. And there's people out there that have rental portfolios that they're they're looking to sell. And some people have had their rental portfolios for a long time, and they don't want to handle the dispositions on it, the, the resell of it, and they don't want to go through the process of fixing the houses up uh, to get full retail value out of them. So it, it can be a good area to go and look at um, to get those, those off-market deals.
0: Well, here's one of the interesting things that uh, has always popped out to me and stood out in my mind about um, these types of solicitations is... Uh, Every time that I have been able to get someone of these uh, people on the telephone and we start to talk about the value of the real estate, they really never even know the property we're talking about. So they're just mass mailing these out you know, throwing the chum in the water, hoping they can draw some fish and sell something. And the way that I look at it, you know, if I've got a property that I want to sell, I can give it away by walking out on the street corner and stopping the next car that comes by. There's somebody in that car that'll take that property at the right price. And that's kind of what's always impressed me about how uh, these uh, types of uh, cards do business and the people behind them do business It's kind of always been kind of interesting to me that hey they haven't even underwritten the value of the house they don't really know the value of the house they are simply trying to generate leads and if you follow up by making the phone calls or reaching out via email then you are providing what, in their opinion, is a qualified lead. My point to investors, or wannabe investors, if they're doing this, you have the same availability at your fingertips. Again, like we talked in in our first two talks, uh, you know, about how being a trickster in real estate has many, many different ways to make money. And when one thing doesn't work, you just move on to the next. And this particular We Buy Houses concept, mail out the postcard concepts. Is only one way, but they're open to each and every one of us, which is what uh, you know. I find particularly interesting is they're not doing anything that requires a degree in brain surgery. <laughs>
1: no, and and I think there are there are these systems uh, when people actually do go through and they hand go through uh, tax records and they actually find properties and they can look and see. Okay, this owner actually has owned this house for fifteen or some odd years, maybe even twenty years, and the billing in in the uh, The property address don't add up, and they want to go through and send out a letter that's you know and actually hand mail it out, and they have underwritten the property. When people call in, they can actually discuss
0: the property. I think that is an effective way, and I know that that, that, that's worked. Um, It is effective. I I would agree with you. Um, But for all the listeners out there, the the one thing I would tell you is. um, you know, like we, we discussed earlier, there's no panacea. This is not a get-rich-quick industry. No, you got to put work into it. Is, this is an industry that you got to do your homework. You have to know how to evaluate a property. You have to know how to figure out what it's going to cost you to rehab the property. You've got to have an exit strategy on the property. I mean, it's not just pluck from air money. So those of you that are interested in getting engaged, it takes some effort and some time. I know I spend my weeks just researching and researching and researching and looking and looking and looking And it's not as simple as mailing a card out and your phone ringing off the hook with the best deal. Now, do those deals happen? Absolutely they do. And if you're not engaged like we spoke last time, you're never going to put yourself in the position for good things to happen. But again, we want to stress to you guys as you listen, this is not a get rich quick deal. This takes a lot of work, but it is a clear path to wealth. And I will stand by that every day of the week. What about you, Traps?
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's, it's not a get-rich-quick, and uh, it definitely takes money, but the rewards are there, too. Uh, if you put the effort in, the, the rewards are certainly there. Um, do you have any, what's do, what are some off-market uh, distress deals that you've uh, gotten in the path? You actually just, just got one off-market not too long ago, didn't you?
0: Well, so, yeah, one deal that I was working on um, was a lady, I happened to have met her five years earlier. She had called off of a, a small ad that we had in one of the local real estate magazines. Whenever went over and met with her, and I talked to her. Um, I had to kind of get out of there because it was three hours later so she wanted to talk about everything in the world but real estate which I realized very quickly she just needed someone to talk to make a long story short we couldn't put the deal together but five years down the road I noticed her house on the market on MLS so I picked the phone up and called her a few weeks later the house was off the market um, we were talking and I ended up buying the house uh, over in a very very nice area of Charlotte and um, and uh, it was it was worth at the time that we um, we closed on it appraised at eight hundred and fifty thousand and we bought it for six sixty. Uh, we're in the process now of doing a complete renovation on it. So there are those deals out there, but in that case, that one took five years. I met her five years ago. So again, not an overnight get rich quick deal. But you know, if you're diligent. You know the the tortoise and the hare, man. The tortoise is going to make it long term.
1: Yeah, you don't catch any fish if you don't have any poles in the water. That's right. <laughs> um, other other off market distress things uh, that we've that at least I've found useful in our market um, is you know there's divorce attorneys that I've spoke with uh, that you know they always like to have a number uh, sitting around to call somebody. A lot of times that can those situations can demand a house that needs to be liquidated uh, in a manner in which. You know, the, the the two owners aren't willing to put in the necessary effort to get the house ready for retail uh, and to place it up on the market. So sometimes a quick cash offer there can can allow you to buy a property
0: um, the way you, you want to buy it as an investor. Now, you know, Travis, that's very interesting to me because, you know, it, people in society typically would view that as taking advantage of somebody. How I view that is providing a service. You know, I know people that that do the probate one uh, ads down at the courthouse, they'll go down and check the probate listing sheets. And a probate is uh, when someone has passed away and their house is, a, is an asset that's gotta be distributed amongst the heirs, um, a lot of these attorneys will handle the probate cases and they'll have investors that are their go-to guys that they'll pick the phone up and call them and say, hey, give me your number on this particular property because that trustee's job is to liquidate that estate in as efficient a manner as possible, and distribute the money to the heirs. So, not only are divorces a great place, but the probates, um, and th- those are just two more ways that you can find off-market properties.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, and I've and even through the MLS, I've bought and uh, I've purchased estate sales and stuff like that. Um, another one that I've discovered, and it's probably going to become more and more popular as these were underwritten and really starting to kind of make it through on their terms, is reverse mortgages. Um, when, when those, when those term out and a lot of times, a lot of markets now that the real estate market has, has come back up, those mortgages are written on values on the homes when they were substantially lower. And in a lot of cases, the value of those houses has come up. And if they don't have the cash, uh, to go ahead and pay off the bank, they, the bank will go ahead and, and get that, that house back at a, you know, a certain, uh, a, I'm sorry, at a, at a price that's, Way underneath the true value of the house, and I found some opportunities recently where, you know, the the mortgage payoff was worth it was 150. The house was worth 300. We were able to work out deals with them, and purchase the house in the middle. So that was a win-win for everybody. The bank got paid off. Um, the seller got additional profits, and we got an opportunity to go through and do another uh, another deal. Um, so that's another good avenue I found as well. Now we've already discussed the tax records. Um,
0: so that's, that's kind of how a short sale works. Is that is that kind of where you were going with that? Well, actually on a
1: reverse mortgage, it's not a short sale. Because the way the reverse mortgage is written, it's it's paid out and it pays out on a term. Now, if and or when that term expires, there's several different reasons why a term can expire. Um, but if, if someone were to pass away and then the heirs would, re, they would they would get, instead of getting the estate, they get the balance of that mortgage. Well, those heirs may be thinking, oh no, it's on reverse mortgage, there's nothing there. Where the reality is, they may have a time frame to say, okay, we actually have the ability to take that mortgage over and pay it off. So they're able to pay off that mortgage. So if the balance of the mortgage is $100,000, the house is worth $300,000, you can make a deal with them and they can go and pay the mortgage off and then sell you the property.
0: So just for all your listeners, so this is this is a new twist that, you know, I re- literally don't know a whole lot about. I've been involved in several short sales, but again, you know. Well, tell what, them what a short sale is. What, what, well, a short sale is, is a deal where, uh, you know, you bought a house, you bought it at the top of the market, uh, you got a mortgage on it. Um, uh, you've made some payments, but over time you've uh, you've lost your job. You've had a marital status change, um, and you just can't afford the house anymore. And the house isn't valued high enough to cover the mortgage, so you can't put it on the market with a realtor and sell it because there's really no market high enough for you to pay off the mortgage. So what will commonly happen is uh, a lot of lenders will work with real estate agents and short sale agents to Uh, sell the property at at an amount that is acceptable to the bank uh, if they can find a ready, willing, and able buyer at a price point. But normally, always, that is below the underlying mortgage. So the mortgage is not paid off, but the bank does agree to release the title, give free and clear title to the new buyer, uh, once the contract is negotiated so in other words they're selling the house and paying the mortgage off but the amount of the mortgage paid off is not enough to cover the full mortgage so the bank ends up writing off that difference and many many times they'll go back and and tax the individuals Uh, as if that was income for them because they agreed to a short sale. So there's a lot of technical aspects about that. But in general, the short sale is a bank agreeing to pay off a mortgage for less than the amount owed on it.
1: Yeah, they agreed to sell it for less than than what's owed. So that's kind of the simplest way of thinking about it. Um, One other place I found stuff is expired rentals and long-term rentals. Uh, For those of you who have access to the MLS, if you can go on and find a rental that's got, you know, it's been listed up three or four times and the rate on it's not you know, the rate, what they're asking is not really outrageous for the area. Usually it's a condition reason. And if they've listed it up multiple times, it, it tells me they're not willing to deal with the condition reason. So if you're willing to go, you know, go out and deal with the condition reason, it's possible you can buy those properties as well. Uh, so I, from, from there, I say we jump onto the other side of that and say, okay, well how can the investors take advantage of the We Buy Houses? Um, so if an, as an investor, if you see these signs or if you get these, you know, these flyers in the mail, and you're actively looking for properties as well, it's advantageous. I call in to, to all the time when I see them. I say, okay, do you guys have a buyer's list? And as soon as you identify yourself as a buyer, typically they say, oh, okay, um, yeah, we certainly would. And, they let, and they'll go through, forward, forward and they'll capture your information, whether it be your uh, text message or an email uh, or your phone number. And anytime they find one of those properties, and this only works for wholesalers. Now some of these signs will actually will be working with someone who's actually a buyer themselves. and then that case you typically can't buy those properties. But if you get a hold of a wholesaler, um, you can give them the information you get on their buyers list and I've, I've bought properties uh, that way uh, before as well. And a lot of times it's it's a transparent deal where they'll go in and in, in fact in case I've even gone through where there's six or seven buyers that go through in a couple hours in the house and everybody else and everybody's allowed to produce their best offer to the wholesaler and that wholesaler works with the actual home seller uh, to come to terms on the property and sell a house, so that's kind of what I think the the full circle of the we buy houses, uh, you know, signs that you're seeing in the uh, the houses fast and the houses cash and some different ways to find some off market deals in uh, in your areas.
0: So that's uh, the Tim and Travis talk on the we buy houses and the wholesaling uh, for this time together for talk number three. Uh, next time, talk number four. I wanna I wanna talk a little about uh, next time we get together about. Uh, entitlements. For those of you that don't know, here's the basic premise of entitlements. Um, You can buy a piece of land, let's say an acre in downtown San Antonio that is zoned uh, single-family residential because it was an old, old home place Uh, How do you get that land from being able to build just one single-family house to an apartment? you got to change the entitlement of the dirt. That sounds like it changed the value of the dirt a lot. Changed the value of the dirt a whole lot. And that's probably one of the most uh, profitable parts of real estate. But again, as we were trying to talk earlier about the trickster's view and and, uh, our thought on uh, just our talks, is that to share as much knowledge as we can, because there's no one pure, solid way... To obtain wealth in real estate, there are several different venues that you need to be able to master in order to benefit you to the maximum. Hope. So we'll talk to you next time. Here's Tim and Travis. We'll see you soon. Look forward to giving you a next, another take on the next episode.